Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All righty, rocking and rolling hour number two of our radio program. That's right, it is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Ross Tucker going to stop by 20 minutes from now, and then in an hour 20 from now, we'll go around the college football landscape, delve into the transfer portal. A lot of big quarterbacks' names are already in the portal with Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports college football analyst. All righty, um, let me start with three NFL teams that I'm buying stock for the rest of the season on. And then we'll get into a little Alabama being potentially the most feared team uh, in the college football playoff. Number one will be the Miami Dolphins. Now, people may say, Zach, a real big bold of you. Uh, The Miami Dolphins, they are the number one seed in the AFC right now. And you look at Miami, they already have nine wins. You're buying stock now? Well, I bought stock in them for most of the season. I picked them to win the AFC East before the year did start. But as of late, and this narrative may be out there because of me and, and others, and it's just the factual part of this conversation, you look at the Dolphins, and they are a team that has defeated a lot of bad teams, but then when going up against good teams or teams that we thought were going to be good, like Buffalo, um, you have Kansas City clearly in the mix there, the Eagles clearly in the mix there, they're 0-3 against those teams. Well, down the stretch, Miami plays Tennessee on Monday, they'll kill them. They play the Jets on the 17th, they'll kill them. Bad teams. But then they end the season with the Cowboys, the Ravens, and then the Buffalo Bills. I think the Dolphins are going to go 4-1 and one down the stretch. I think they beat Tennessee. I think they beat the Jets. And then they take two out of three with the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Buffalo Bills. And by the end of the season, we will look at Miami. We're right now even though my take five uh, rankings may not suggest this, but I'm saying what a lot of people will say, that the two teams that they feel most confident in to get to the Super Bowl right now would be the Chiefs and the Ravens in the AFC. And I have a feeling when the postseason starts, because of the fear that that offense has with their high-octane offense, we'll be looking at the Miami Dolphins as a force to be reckoned with for the playoffs. Number two. Go, Pack, go. The Green Bay Packers were a team. Well, I'm just going to be honest with people. I didn't have the cojones before the start of the season to pick them to make the playoffs. When I talked about the Packers, I said, it wouldn't surprise me if that's a team that makes the playoffs. And I was on the verge of picking them. But then, when push came to shove, I didn't put them as one of my seven teams in the playoffs. But now Green Bay is on a three-game winning streak, not just winning 
back-to-back games, now on a three-game win streak, taking down the Chargers, the Lions, and the Kansas City Chiefs. And that game against Kansas City was enormous for them. And now they have like a little fun kind of aura to them. Well, they'll they'll play the uh, Giants coming up on Monday. They'll crush the Giants. Then you play Tampa Bay, should be a win. You play Carolina, should be a win. And then you wrap up the season with the Minnesota Vikings and the Bears. Like, there's not a game on their their schedule. I'm not saying at 6-6 and they're going to win all these games. But there's not a game on their schedule for the Green Bay Packers that they can't win. And it always doesn't work out that way, especially even though Love is in his first year in the league. It's his first true year as a starting quarterback. Like, they may lose a game where Jordan Love doesn't play great that they were expected to win. But I got a feeling that this team is going to get three more wins, bare minimum, with their remaining schedule. And they get three more wins, they're going to be a playoff team. Because you get to, to nine wins on the season, you will make the postseason this year in the NFC. You get to 10, you'll be a lock. So I like the Packers now. With a solid defense, and we saw what that defense did up against Mahomes and company. And we'll see where the health is with Christian Watson. You're going to hopefully get um, Aaron Jones back. And Love is starting to play some of his better football. Like the Packers, I'm not saying it's going to get to this level of being elite the next year. But the Packers right now are reminding me of who the Lions were at the end of last season, where they got off to a slow start, they were rocky out of the gate, but then after November and after Thanksgiving, they start to take off and they end the season on a really positive note. Now, for the Lions, they beat the the Packers last year, Aaron Rodgers' final game at Lambeau Field, and even with that victory, it wasn't enough to get into the postseason. I think there's going to be three or four more wins, bare minimum, on their their five games remaining on their schedule, and they will find the way into the postseason this year. So I like where the Packers are going. And then finally, the uh, last team that I'll buy stock on, it's the Houston Texans. And I alluded to this yesterday, and now I will just go out and, and fully say it. The Houston Texans are going to have 12 wins. The Texans are going to end the season on a six-game winning streak. The Texans are going to win the AFC South. C.J. Stroud is going to be the offensive rookie of the year. D'Amico Ryans is going to be the coach of the year. And C.J. Stroud, I don't think he'll win the MVP. I think it should go to Tyree Kill. I don't know if it will go to Tyree Kill. But there's going to be a big MVP push for C.J. Stroud. Because you look at their remaining games, and sure, same thing could be said for Jordan Love. And I think C.J. Stroud has a higher ceiling than Jordan Love. But maybe when you're a young quarterback, you lose a game when you're a young team that you're not expected to lose, you end up happening. But down the stretch, the Texans' schedule, they play the Jets. They stink. They play Tennessee. They play Cleveland. They play Tennessee. And they play Indianapolis. Like, maybe you lose a game to Tennessee because sometimes you split divisional games. And the Colts have been a heck of a story with uh, Gardner Minshew and now without... Uh, Jonathan Taylor as well. Maybe Jonathan Taylor's back for that final game of the season. But I love what I'm seeing from the Texans. Will Anderson Jr. starting to play like he's the number three overall pick. He joined us yesterday. C.J. Stroud. Yeah, there's going to be adjustment after losing Tank Dell. But I love just how confident 
and I love the leader that C.J. Stroud is. And D'Amico Ryan just has a certain energy to him. And they called him Mufasa when he was a player in the NFL. He was an extra coach on the field with the Texans or with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm buying a lot of stock with the Houston Texans right now. I think they'll end the year on a six-game win streak. They'll have 12 wins, and they will be the AFC South champions. So those are three teams that I'm buying stock in on right now. The Dolphins, the Packers, and the Houston Texans. All righty. Let's get a little college football here before we go to Ross Tucker coming up in about 10, 12 minutes or so. Alabama. The Alabama conversation moving past, should they have been in the college football playoff? Did Florida State get screwed? Moving past all that conversation that we've had on Monday and Tuesday of this week. I'll ask you the simple question. This is not, is Alabama the best team in college football? But is Alabama the most feared team in college football? And with the four teams remaining, I don't get how anyone can get in front of a microphone and not say that Alabama is the most feared team remaining. Not the best, but the most feared team remaining. You have the legendary coach, the greatest college football coach of all time in Nick Saban, doing one of his best coaching jobs ever. You have a dominant defense, and you have a quarterback that everyone gave up on earlier in the season. And now that quarterback, even though he's not this well-finished product, he is a good and a solid quarterback now with what he is doing. And he could kill you in the run game as well. I don't see how anyone would say that Texas, who beat Alabama by 10 this year in Tuscaloosa, how Washington, and I have all the respect in the world for Kalen DeBoer and Michael Penix Jr., and Kalen DeBoer's lost like, what, seven or eight games in his career, and his two years at Washington, he only has two losses, and they're by eight points or less. Even Michigan, with Jim Harbaugh, and a team that has experience, a team that's been in the last two college football playoffs. I don't see how anyone could right now make the case that that Alabama out of the four teams remaining, not the best, but how they're not the most feared team in the country. Because we all thought they were dead. We all thought they were donezo. We all had the fat lady singing in week two. No, it was over. They were finished. Their, their chances of getting to the playoff were shot. And even when it got glim at some times, even when you thought, for a little bit that they were going to lose the game. And there was times where maybe a talk show host speaking into the microphone right now may have tweeted out that their season's on life support and they're debating pulling the plug and they're about to pull that plug. Alabama, they found a way to rise from the dead. Alabama was the undertaker in the casket to go a little WWE on you as I see the undertaker. Or I believe it was the undertaker. I was going to say the big show, but it wasn't the big show. It was the undertaker who was handing out that championship belt at the Big 12 championship game. But you had the Undertaker rise from the casket, rise from the coffin. And now everyone's looking at that schedule. And everyone is saying, hmm, Bama's the 14th? Oh, they put Bama in? And doesn't it kind of feel? And I'll hold off on my predictions. I still don't know which way I'm going to go. But everyone right now, whether they want to admit it or not, is thinking, man, isn't the college football playoff committee going to be proven true? Isn't the the villain of Saban and the villain of Alabama going to rise back up and snatch the throne back? Because we've seen in this Alabama dynasty, there's been some teams that have taken the cape for a little bit. You know, Alabama's been a generous host. They've said, oh, Clemson, you can run around with the Superman cape for a little bit. Oh, Georgia, we'll have uh, David Pollock get up with Nick Saban on uh, 
The championship game set last year and say how Alabama's basically dead and now Georgia runs college football. We'll let you have your run for two years and then we'll beat you in the SEC title game. Like Alabama allows some teams to go a little bit of run. And Ohio State as well. Like they, they can get beat from sometimes. But when you stir that uh, pasta sauce, you can have some other ingredients, but we all know what the best ingredient is that rises to the top. And in college football, even when you think they're going to the bottom, they find a way to get to the top, and that's Alabama. And they have that fear factor. And all the other three teams, Michigan will even look at the, the Michigan room. When they announce, all righty, the four seed is going to be Alabama. It was, ugh. We wanted it to be Florida State. And people could spin it. Oh, they were just shocked like everybody else because they thought Florida State was going to get in. No. That's coming from someone who is a Michigan fan. Even the Michigan players, they could say whatever they want right now. They were hoping it was Florida State. Doesn't mean on game day that they're going to be intimidated by Alabama and they can't win the game. But they knew the easier road travel, Samter, was the Florida State Seminoles with Jordan Travis out popping up on that four spot, and they did it. And even if it was Texas, right, they would have preferred anybody yeah. else except for Georgia or Alabama. And that's what I was waiting to say as soon as you were done talking about the fear factor of Bama. Mm-hmm. The reaction in that room was a deflated Michigan team who said, we had busted our butts all year long, steamrolled everybody, beat everybody, and our prize is to play Alabama in the first round of the Alabama. college football playoff? Like, no thank you. And like you said... The Jalen Milrow and the Alabama team of earlier in the season that lost to Texas ain't the same. It's not the same team. Jalen Milrow has figured it out, right? He's good. He's he's solid. Like he still could do a lot better in the throwing department. I, yes. But there is someone that there is now a confidence with Jalen Milrow yes. with the Alabama fan where earlier in the year they were making Nick they Saban benched him against him. South yeah. Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And their their backup quarterbacks were even worse. And now you're Buckner's looking at Buckner's going to be a lacrosse Milrow. player now back in Notre Dame. I read. There you go, Tyler Buckner. <laughs> Uh, at the end of the day, Jalen Milrow, I think he's a little bit better than serviceable. I think he's... Oh, yeah, sure. I think he's a potential... He's yeah, I mean, if he stays around for another year or two, he could be in the Heisman He'll be race. back next year. Yeah. He'll be back next year. Now... I, I can see him in the Heisman conversation next he, year. He was starting to scream two weeks ago, like, give me the Heisman Trophy. You didn't I mean, earn the Heisman Trophy 31. this year. I mean, come on. That's a pretty respectable... At that moment, that was the that was the play of the season. That was the Heisman play of the season. Wasn't the... I, I, but I think, though, when he's... Uh, maybe that wasn't the first time then that he said, give him the Heisman Trophy. If he did so after the Auburn game, maybe I missed it. But I thought it was the week prior where I remember him screaming, Well, no, it was, it was after that play where he was screaming on the field, give me the Heisman, give me the Heisman. But it was right after that play. Gotcha. I mean, it was literally... He he threw that ball, the, the, the touchdown scored, and then the cameras rolled to him. Yeah, no, and he's Isaiah running Bond. around, give me the Heisman. And that was some touchdown. That was really... It's still crazy. I, I still let that happen? I, I don't know what I'm still more shocked about. That we had a fourth and goal at the 31 or that they got the touchdown. Like, what's more surprising to you in that situation? The touchdown or that it was fourth and goal at the 31? The touchdown. I mean, literally... <laughs> I guess you're right. But I've never seen fourth and goal at the 31. Like, you know that scoregami thing whenever there's a crazy score that's ever happened before that that uh, count goes, oh, it's scoregami? I've never seen fourth and goal at the 31. It was nine on five. Nine defenders and five receivers, and they and he was wide open. It wasn't like it was a Hail Mary jump ball. He threw it to the back of the end zone. The guy yeah. was just open. Yeah, it was wild. Terrible no. defense by Auburn. May, may have put uh, Hugh Freeze back in that hospital bed where he's got a coach from Thanks. when he was at Liberty with how dreadful that was. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. One more thing that I'll just say. Michigan fans, though, because I have a, a bunch of buddies that are Michigan fans. They're like, oh. 
God, Alabama. Ah, the committee really screwed us. Let me just remind you, Michigan fans. You were the same Michigan fans last year that were already securing your national championship game uh, reservations when you got TCU. You know, this is now the third year of you guys getting into the college football playoff. I don't care who the opponent is. You got to find a way with the experience that you have and how well-rounded your team is to get to that national championship game, regardless if it's up against Alabama or not, and we know that it is. All right, we'll take a break here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. One of my favorite football analysts in the country, former NFL offense alignment, Ross Tucker, will join us next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, this is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Now joining us is the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And you can check him out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. And Ross always comes to us on behalf of myfrontpagestory.com. And go get the best gift ever right before Christmas, Hanukkah, all the holidays as well. Ross Tucker, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, dude. You're looking jacked, Zach. You look awesome. Thank you. Uh, I, I would say that you're looking awesome, too, but you're wearing a Penn State shirt. What the heck is going on with you? What do you want me to wear? I don't know. Go back to Princeton. Uh, go back to any other team in college football. Like, I love Pat Kraft, but come on. Uh, James Franklin? I can't support him. You know what? First of all, I live in central Pennsylvania. Secondly, I think at some point Franklin or Penn State actually gave this to me. I don't think I actually bought it. I think I got Pretty it like in a gym sense. bag or something. And thirdly... Dude, I wear prints and stuff pretty much every day <laughs> to the point where it's obnoxious. And I'm taking my daughters to and from hip hop class tonight. Oh. And I don't want I don't want the other uh, parents to be like, oh my gosh, this dude's wearing prints and stuff again. <laughs> like I'm like the guy, I'm like the guy that wants to make sure everybody knows that I went to Harvard every time I go to school. So I'm trying to not be that guy tonight. 
Yeah, I, I do always feel uh, very dumb when, when I talk to you because uh, you're just at a different intelligence level than yours. Not truly. at all. Not at all. <laughs> I, listen, I was a, a football meathead way before football helped me get into Princeton for school. Way before that. Ross Tucker here with us. Uh, get him back to the football. Uh, Eagles get blown out by the 49ers at Lincoln Financial Field. Now they have a game up against the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football in Jerry's World on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 Uh, No concern at all. 10, all the concern in the world. Where's your concern level with the Eagles right now? Uh, Probably, it's a good question. Probably about a three or a four. So I I lean more towards not being overly concerned. Now, that's not the same as saying that I think that they're going to win the game necessarily or that they're going to, you know, go on another run here because this is a really tough spot for them, Zach. I mean, you know, this would be a win that the Eagles would be a really nice win for the Eagles. Let's be honest. The Cowboys have to win this game. Yeah. Like, to have a realistic chance to get to their first NFC Championship game since 1996, I think if you're the Cowboys, you, you pretty much have to win this game. Because the wild card road is just so tough, Zach, right? I mean, you know, three road playoff games, as opposed to the Eagles, you know, they're still battling it out obviously for that number one seed, which I personally, I think they, I think they overdid it. I I think they overweighted it. I think two home playoff games for the number one seed, as opposed to having to play three games, including one on the road with the number two seed. I mean, Zach, they might have the same record, right? Like Niners Eagles or whoever, they might have the same record. And the path for those two teams is so different. It bothers me. So I still think the Eagles are a really good team. I thought they would lose to the Niners. Not sure I thought they would lose in the manner in which they did, but I thought they would run out of gas and lose the game, and that's what happened. The Dallas point that you bring up, you're right. Like, the game mattered for the 49ers more up against the Eagles, and now it it matters more for Dallas because there's a few teams this year, like the Lions, the Dolphins, you know, I'll throw the Cowboys in there as well. They all have really good records, but when they go up against that next step, it's like, hmm, are they really ready to be a, a great team in the NFL, even though the record indicates they are? And, and and to your point, Zach, those teams, they haven't really shown for the most part. We can go through. I know the Lions beat the Chiefs in the opener, and I'm sure the Cowboys have a good win at some point. But for the most part, those teams have not beaten good teams. So to think that if they're not the number one seed, that they can then go and win three games against good teams seems unlikely, right? Like, when they let's like who's picking the Dolphins if they're not the number one seed to go to the Super Bowl? Probably nobody. Same with the Cowboys. Like we haven't really seen these teams beat a really good team, let alone three really good teams in consecutive weeks to believe that they're going to do that. People will still end up picking, you know, maybe the Chiefs or the Ravens or you know the Eagles or the Niners. Ross Tucker here with us. Ross Tyree killed through thirteen weeks of the season is on pace. For over 2,000 yards, over 130 catches, and 17 touchdowns. I don't have an MVP vote, but if I did, he would get my vote right now. What says you? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, I think I think the interesting thing about that is, is he more valuable than Tua Tungavailoa on his own team? And I would submit to you that he probably is. Now, the, the problem with that is a lot of times that's a product of who the who else on the roster. Like, if you had a great backup quarterback, then maybe Tua's not as valuable. And I don't know how you feel about Mike White or Skylar Thompson or whatever. 
And obviously, my whole thing is this. If you were playing the Dolphins and you're a defensive coordinator, would you rather them be without Tua or be without Tyreek? Tyreek. And I would submit to you, I think that they would rather the Dolphins not have Tyreek. I think they'd rather deal with Tua and the other guys as opposed to Mike White, but they have Tyreek Hill because he's just so scary and you have to account for him in everything you do. And McDaniel does an unbelievable job of getting him open and getting him in, you know, these situations where he's a game wrecker. You know, he is an absolute game changer. It's funny because, you know, there's a lot of momentum now for Purdy as MVP, Zach. I'd rather McCaffrey. I'm fine with that. I I think he's excellent. But I also kind of wonder, like, if you ask the Niners players if it's Purdy or McCaffrey, I'm not sure they would all say Purdy. Like, if you ask them who's the most valuable player on your offense – I don't know that they would all say Purdy. I think some of them might say McCaffrey. Well, it's funny that you bring up McCaffrey because when I had did this take yesterday, I said Tyreek's my MVP, and if it's not Tyreek, it would then be Christian McCaffrey. But you know what this has become. Uh, there hasn't been a quarterback to not win the MVP since 2012. It now just goes to whoever the, the quarterback is for MVP, and then offensive player of the year is the best non-quarterback. Yeah, I, and I don't know when we all decided that. Stupid. Right? Like, I, I'm actually okay with it Like, if we just – and we just put it out there. Yeah, but you can't it. have the MVP be a quarterback. And like the MVP voting, the top four will be quarterbacks usually, right? And maybe not this year, but usually. But then the offensive player of the year will be like Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill. So wait, let me get this straight. So the guy that got second in MVP voting isn't the offensive player of the year? <laughs> or the MVP himself isn't the offensive player of the year? But somehow we all just kind of go along with it and be like, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of funny. And, and I'll take it a step further, Ross Tucker. I think you could make a case uh, one of these teams make the playoffs and they stay healthy, which I know Miles Garrett's dealing with an injury. Miles Garrett and, and TJ Watt, by the definition of the MVP, I don't know how many players are more valuable than them this year because both of those teams don't have a quarterback. It's a very good point. And I think when Miles especially is banged up for the Browns, you see that. Really, look at the record. For both those teams without those guys, it's actually remarkable because usually like, you know, I have a betting podcast, the even money betting podcast, right? And usually, Zach, defensive players, non-quarterback, they don't really move the betting line that much. You know what I mean? Like maybe a half a point, whereas quarterbacks, it can be a four, five, six point swing. But you would think at this point, based on the body of work that we have, that there would be a difference in the in the point spread, a significant one, if T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett weren't playing. I'd love to know what it would be for the Dolphins if Tyreek Hill wasn't playing. But then that also goes back to your initial question, which is if Tyreek Hill wasn't playing, the betting line would not change as much as it would if Tua wasn't. It just wouldn't. So then what, what, what the books are telling us is Tyreek's not as valuable as Tua. I like this conversation. I also hate part of this conversation because to make the case for Tyreek, you have to kind of knock Tua Tunga-Vailoa, and I think Tua has shown this year he's a good quarterback, but I'll just go back to last year in the playoffs against the Bills with Skylar Thompson, the third-string quarterback. The Dolphins almost went into Buffalo and won. So I think like that also factors in. And you know what's so funny about you saying that, Zach? So a couple days ago, I was on with Jim Rome here on CBS Sports Radio. And he and he asked me something about Tyreek Hill. And, and I, I said, 
what I said to you earlier about the defensive coordinator thing. And, you know, Joe Shad, he used to be yeah. a college football insider. Works for, uh, so he posted Dolphins. that clip. He posted that clip. Not one person replied saying, great point about Tyreek. Tyreek should be MVP. <laughs> Tyreek's awesome. Every reply was. You're trashing Tua. I'm trashing Tua. Welcome You're a to hater. The Tua Tua's a great player. <laughs> it's so funny. It's yeah. so funny. Like, I didn't say a single negative thing about Tua. Not mm-hmm. a single negative thing about him. Yeah, well, welcome to the world that we live in. Ross Tucker here with us. Another game, like we talk about the Cowboys having something to prove this week. Seattle now all of a sudden is 6-6, six and six, and they have a tough one going to Santa Clara up against the 49ers. Can you give me an argument why the Seahawks could win this game coming up on Sunday afternoon? Yeah, here, here here's what it is. Forget turnovers or flukes or whatever. It, it's very simple. Letdown game for the Niners. Letdown game, right? The Niners had revenge on their mind ever since the NFC Championship game. I remember when the schedule came out, Zach. It was big, And Kyle Shanahan made a comment about being thankful that they're not playing the Eagles till week 13 because that way they'll have their whole team, which I thought meant, by the way, that Purdy wouldn't be available for the opener at the time. But since when does a coach do that? Since when does a coach – Well, he knew what his locker room was saying. Right, but since when is the coach in April already talking about a week 13 game? So I think the Niners are poised for a letdown here. And I also was really impressed with Geno Smith and the receivers for the Seahawks against the Cowboys. Now, they've had 10 days to rest and prepare. So unlike the Niners, who had the rest advantage against the Eagles, now the Seahawks have it. And I still think, even though they're playing well, you know, Ambry Thomas and Traverius Ward, I still think that's the way to beat the Niners. I still think you got to attack them with Lockett and Jackson Smith and Jigba and obviously DK Metcalf. Big plays in the passing game. Hufunga's out. So I think the Seahawks have those two things going for them. Do I think they'll win the game? No. But I think that's why I took the Seahawks and the points on the Even Money Betting Podcast because I just think that that's enough for the Seahawks to be able to keep it close at least. Ross Tucker, where do you have Bill Belichick coaching next year if you had to make a prediction? Uh, I, I think it's Washington or Carolina Ooh, Be- because I think it's somewhere where they're looking to change the culture and or get some credibility, which I think both those franchises are sorely lacking, right? You've got the last 20 years for the commanders, the disaster and a new owner who I think, interestingly, both of these guys, Zach, are hedge fund guys, right? Both Josh Harris for Washington, David Tepper for Carolina. What does that mean? That means they realize that there are ebbs and flows to a market. Like they realize that you're going to have down years. And what? And how have those guys made a lot of their money? Buying stuff at the bottom. Like buying stuff when it's down and then watching it go back up. They probably might look at Belichick as that. Okay, so they have a terrible quarterback in Mac Jones. They don't have a good roster. Did this guy just forget in in three or four years how to coach football? Probably not, right? And with everybody being so upset up in arms in Carolina right now, I think that there's a possibility that Tepper, you know, it's a credibility factor for both these guys, right? You bring in Belichick. No one can really criticize that move, right? I mean, he's one of the best coaches of all time. They can't say it's a terrible hire. And then – he breaks the all-time record for wins with your franchise 
and you get to celebrate that like like that's something you did. I think he goes to one of those two. I would say the Commanders over the Panthers if that's the choice because Josh Harris, I believe, would get out of the way and let Belichick do his magic. I don't think Tepper – like, Tepper tries to pretend he's the football guy when he's not the football guy. That would not go over well with Belichick. Exactly. That would not be a real good – that would not be a real good match. So maybe he's better with the commanders. But you never know. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe the Chargers think that Belichick – That would be the best what one. he did with Brady all the time. Maybe they think that – Belichick just needs a good roster, and the Chargers certainly have that. And I'll give you one more. I've been saying this since September after they lost their first game of the season. Jim Harbaugh, the perfect fit is Buffalo. What do you think about that? Jim Harbaugh to Buffalo? Boy, a lot of people think Jim Harbaugh to Chicago. That's the one I've been hearing a lot of. Um, I think that's possible. I don't think that the Bills will let go of McDermott. I, I don't – I don't. they might – but I think we'll, we're, we're going to see. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it. It'll depend on how they finish. But I think Pagula might give him one more year. So right now, if we had to blast this clip out on, on social media and get a bunch of people riled up, because I know that you always love that after the whole uh, Tua conversation too, Ross Tucker, you got to tell me through 13 weeks who you feel most confident playing in the Super Bowl coming up in February in Las Vegas. Who would the two teams be? Ooh. Um, if I had to pick right now, man, I guess I would go Niners Ravens rematch. What was that? 10 years ago? The, the, 10 years the Harbaugh ago? 11 years I think ago? it was 2014 or 2013, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd probably go Niners Ravens rematch, but you know, just like we talked about the ebbs and flows of a market and like, th- there's still more ebbs and flows to be had. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, Lamar's got to stay um, healthy. Like Lamar gets right. hurt, and they're screwed. Healthy, He's been hurt the last also, two years. Right, and also some of these teams that are nine or more wins, like you know Lions or Dolphins or whoever, maybe Eagles. Who knows? They're going to start to play bad, and and vice versa. Some of these teams are going to really start to turn it on, and I'm curious to see how much the Ravens can turn it on without Mark Andrews. But right- selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, based on what I've seen so far, I think I'd go Ravens-Niners. All right, last one before we get to my front-page story. Um, and it's a great gift and uh, highly recommended for so many people, especially during the holiday season. Uh, Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love, playing really well the last few weeks. Where's your confidence at with Jordan Love right now? Pretty darn high. As is my confidence level with that franchise. They're remarkable. I mean, they have five receivers. Three of them are rookies and two of them are second-year guys. Their two tight ends are both rookies. I mean, that is impressive. And they're making the playoffs, too. They probably are. I want. I don't even know. I got to look at the sports books. Like, can I start to bet a future like their season win total over for next year right now? Because <laughs> I would like to do that for the Green Bay Packers. Because I think that they're gonna. They have a chance. I mean, even the injuries they've had on the offensive line. They weren't expecting these two guys to be their tackles. It's impressive, man. Really impressive. All righty. Everyone needs a good gift this time of the year. I, we're getting closer and closer to the end of the month, and people are like, "Uh oh, I don't know what to do." Is that your mother, right, I'm assuming? No, that is my wife's grandmother. Oh, oh, with the little one. I didn't see the little one there. Yeah, so, so yeah. Tell them my, about my wife's front page grandmother, story. she calls her Oma, and uh, it's the front page treatment we got her from myfrontpagestory.com. She loved it. She actually passed a couple years ago, but that's one of the reasons why we're so happy we did it, because now we have yeah. it, right? And when she moved into a senior community, we got her that story, Dude, Zach, she read it every day. That's awesome. And I know a lot of guys are driving right now and have no idea what to get any of their loved ones for the holidays. You're probably just thinking like a gift card or something. Make this the year that you do something special and unique. Just go to myfrontpagestory.com. Check it out. Zach, you literally, while you're in the car, talk to a writer for 10 minutes. Tell them how great your wife is or your mom or your dad, whatever. They write this unbelievable story. You see it. It looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper, framed, beautiful. Thought it was Sports and then Illustrated. Give it to them and be like, "Yeah, I want something special for you, honey. I had a story written about you. They love it. And then when they read the quotes, like, I never thank her, her enough, everything she does for the family, they cry every time. Waterworks, if you yeah. want to make your wife cry happy <laughs> tears, myfrontpagestory.com. If you want to look as jacked as Zach Gelb wow. does right now, myfrontpagestory.com. That's the key. How about that? Ross Tucker could come on anytime he wants. Ross Tucker, we appreciate it. Great to see you. See you, bud. There you go. Ross Tucker joining us on the show. Always love my conversations with Ross. I've known him a long time. Going back to my first job in uh, local AM radio, which was in the Princeton market. And uh, Ross, always a big supporter of the Princeton program. Stu actually worked at that station, too. I was, I was Stu's boss. I didn't even know Stu was one of my employees when we go back to that station. When I got here at CBS Sports Radio, Stu's like, Oh, I know you from 920 AM, the Jersey. I go, how the heck do you know that? You go, I was one of your employees. It was during a transition where Stu was leaving and I was just a uh, name, the boss there. You must not have been a very good boss. I was great. Your they were crying when I, I mean, left. Very disappointing. Uh, what can you do? Uh, so, Stu worked on the weekends on Sundays. I wasn't going in on Sundays. All right. That was Monday through Friday. No Saturdays, no Sundays. And it was not a good paying job. <laughs> So if I didn't think no, it was a good paying job, Stu. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, not yeah. at all. <laughs> it must have been good enough for paying a job that he's affording Taylor Swift tickets. That was years later. Yeah, that was like 15 years ago. <laughs> Trust me, none of that changed from 920 to Jersey got Stu. Hey, he's stuffing that piggy bank. Stuffing that piggy bank for a rainy day. Yeah. What, all 75 cents? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the latest CBS Sports Radio update. El Capitan, Marco Belletti. All right, it is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. So, Stu, Samter, and I, we've known each other for a while, but now working together every day. Uh, you learn a little bit more about the people that you work with each and every day. Um, I'm going to learn a lot about you guys here. Going on right now, and I stepped into the hallway during the break, and I heard all of these loud noises, and I heard, like, this raucous atmosphere. I'm like, what the heck's going on? And I go, oh, today's the company holiday party. Now, like, I remember when the company used to go to, like, these big places, and they used to do, like, these big events for the company holiday party. And I would be really mad right now if the company holiday party was going on during our show and it was at this big, like, ostentatious type of event. But now we just kind of do it here at our 345 Hudson Street studios. They have dinner. They have all these hors d'oeuvres. They have drinks. All that. Um, so I believe the holiday party ends at 7 p.m. Eastern. So we get off the air at 6. Samter, you are uh, the definition of a gregarious human being. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you gonna go socialize uh, with our uh, with our confidants here and our and our coworkers? I may or may not have already partaken in many different fun activities while I was oh, there. Uh, that justifies a lot of your crazy takes. You had a few pops before the show? <laughs> no, I did not. I was trying to sound as uh, buzzy as I could, but no, gotcha. I have not yet. I might go in the break and grab some more d'oeuvres and some snacks. But oh, you want to get us some? I mean, isn't that what I'm here for? I could use a pick of the blanket. Ooh. Is that what they have there? I'm assuming. Now, so you don't, it seems like you'll go for a quick second. Yeah, I'm not going to stay for the full hour after the show. Okay. Stu, you, Stu leaves the studio as quick as end. This show ends. Stu comes in. six, baby. Great to see you. Got to go make the train. Got to go home. Got to go see the missus. Stu is lickety split. Right, I've, I've right seen when him the here show five ends. minutes after. Uh, say it again? I've seen him here five minutes after the show ended. <laughs> if I don't leave by 6.01, I miss my shuttle. So yeah, I, I almost out. think like Stu is betting like the under on how long, how quickly it takes him to get home from work with how quickly he darts out of it. And no problem with it, right? You do all your responsibilities. You're here early. Stu gets it. What time do you get in here? Uh, 10 or yeah, a few minutes he has after, Jim yeah. Rome responsibilities yes. too. So Stu's here for, for a long time. That's not taking a shot at Stu's work ethic. Are you going to stay afterwards? As long as it's not like totally dead at 6 o'clock, I will stay. I'll stay till 7 or whenever it's still stuff going on. I do think it's a good rule of thumb. Like, if you are, because we have a, a large company, right? That's the New York City um, holiday party. Like, if you're in Pennsylvania or you're in D.C. because there's some crossover, I don't think you need to come to this company holiday party. But if you're a New York City employee, or you're a New York employee and you come to this building at least two or three days a week, I do think it's a good idea to at least show face at the company holiday party. Now, I wish I remembered that it was the company holiday party because I was showering right before the show today, and then I'd make my trek over to our studios, about 25 minutes uh, walk from my apartment. And sometimes when I take a late shower in the afternoon, um, I just have no desire to put on jeans. So even though I have a collared shirt and I look all professional, blah, 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 I have sweatpants on. So I'm going to show up to the company holiday party 
And I don't, I stick out like a sore thumb. Like, I can't hide. I'm not a, a small human being. Everybody knows that. Um, Ross Tucker, by the way, said, I look Jack. Thank you very much, Ross. I, I love Ross Tucker. But I think it could be a bad look, me showing up to this company holiday party in sweatpants. Based on how people dress here, I am very confident you will not be the worst dressed person. But that's on our side. That is on the on-air. Fair. You know, I just don't know. radio. If you see some of the sales floor. I mean, they they show up like they. They're in suits all the time. The salespeople. You, what salespeople are you looking at? All the sales. I, I go into the sales pit a lot, and I rub elbows with people in the sales pit. I, I think the salespeople dress very nicely. You don't think so? I mean, some of them do. The younger Says ones the come in with like <laughs> leggings and a and a t-shirt. You know what? I'm on to you. Before you criticize <laughs> someone's appearance all day, you look like a bum. I'm about to say, you look like a bum today. You're taking off the hat. Now, you, you don't, like, you put the hat on. I don't think you could question anyone's appearance. Yeah, there you go. You look like you robbed the bank or you're a bum. Yeah, I'm not questioning their appearance. I'm just saying that you would be totally fine. And like, yeah. let's also be honest. I have an extra pair of pants in my locker. You yeah, can totally they're going to fit. Yeah. They may fit my big toe. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. Let me go to Dave in Chicago real quickly. Dave, what do you got? Yeah, I see we're up against the clock, so I'll try and do this quick. Uh, first of all, it's the first time I've got to talk to you, but shout out to you. That was real classy when you called in on DA's last day. Oh, then, thank you. Yeah, I like DA. I love hard, DA. Hardest working man in radio, and I see why afterwards. The way I mean, you do the show, and then the eight hours on Sunday, you're like, mercy. But anyway, <laughs> thank you, Dave. Um, I'll try and do this as quick as I can. Um, with the college football playoff, you know, you made the argument about uh, four makes it the regular season mean, meaningful, but the problem is what they did this year just threw that out the window. They said now the regular season doesn't matter. We're going to do what we want anyway. So, you know, and and a, a week or so ago you had Yogi Roth on. He's the only one who makes this point on how the ACC, I mean, the, well, ACC does it too, and the SEC especially, they do the one less conference game. So they they played their extra game in the likes of UT Chattanooga, Jacksonville State, UConn, Georgia State, Florida International. You're you're trying to guarantee the conference an extra win, which puts everybody up in the polls, and then you can say, oh look, we got these many ranked. Dave, ranked- I hate to cut you off. I'm up against it. I appreciate the kind words. Please call back, and I'll make sure to give you more time. Uh, it's a bad job out of me, but thanks so much for calling in. That's why I said go to six. I'm okay with going eight, but no more than that. Because then I think it adds too much of a soft landing spot for too many schools. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.